My name is Bill Crockett, and this is Touch of the Master's Hand. Thanks for joining us today. Happy Easter, everybody. My name is Bill Crockett, and you're listening to Touch of the Master's Hand. On this final episode this week, as we think about Easter weekend, I wanted to take some time today on this episode to talk about the topic, what is a resurrected body like? In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul was addressing some believers who were saying that there is no resurrection. And as part of that discussion, in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, in verse 35, Paul says this, but someone may ask, how will the dead be raised? What kind of bodies will they have? So Paul addresses two obvious questions he knew would be asked by those who said there was no resurrection. The questions were actually in mockery of Paul's defense that there is, in fact, a resurrection. So the questions might have been proposed like this. Okay, if you say there is a resurrection, then how will the bodies be raised and what kind of body are they going to have? And Paul responded to these questions by saying that your questions are foolish. In verse 36, he says, what a foolish question. Now, why would he say that? Well, I'm not completely sure, but it could be that these questions about how will the resurrection take place and what kind of body will they have, that it doesn't really address the main issue. And the main issue is the fact that there is a resurrection, There is life after death, and because Jesus lives, we will live as well. Nonetheless, Paul addresses these two questions, and he starts out, first of all, by saying that the original body, our earthly bodies, they have to die and be replaced. In verse 36, he says, when you put a seed into the ground, it doesn't grow into a plant unless it dies first. And what you put into the ground is not the plant that will grow, but only a bare seed of wheat or whatever you are planting. So he says, look, we're not going to get a new body until the old body dies, and then it will be replaced with a new body. He also says in verse 38 that whatever body that is, God is the one that chooses the kind of body we have. He says in verse 38 then God gives it the new body he wants it to have. So Paul begins by saying that in order to answer your two questions, what kind of body will they have and how will we be raised at the resurrection? uh, You need to understand two main things. One, the old earthly body has got to die and be replaced. And number two, whatever body we have, God is the one that chooses it, and he gives us what, we, what he wants us to have. With that in mind, Paul says, now I'm going to address your two questions. So let's look at how Paul addresses these questions, and we'll start with the question, what kind of body will they have? So what is a resurrected body like? Well, first of all, And I'm going to give you several things here, but let's start with number one. The resurrected body is going to be different from what we're used to in these earthly bodies. He says in verse 39, similarly, there are different kinds of flesh, one kind for human, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. He also says in verse 38, then God gives it the new body he wants it to have. A different plant grows from each kind of 
of seed. So first of all, it's different. This body is going to be different from the one that we are used to. Number two, it's going to be a heavenly body, not an earthly body. In 1 Corinthians 15, continuing on in verse 40, Paul says, there are also bodies in the heavens and bodies on the earth. The glory of the heavenly bodies is different from the glory of the earthly bodies. The sun has one kind of glory, while the moon and stars each have another kind, and even the stars differ from each other in their glory. So, one, the resurrected body is different from the earthly body. Number two, it's called a heavenly body, not an earthly body. Number three, it, whatever body it is, it's going to be the result of the resurrection. In verse 42, Paul continues by saying, it is the same way with the resurrection of the dead. Our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die, but will be raised to live forever. So, once again, Paul just uses these analogies, and then he says, look, because of the resurrection, our earthly body gets put into the ground when it dies, like the seed, and then it will be raised and given a new body that will be totally different, that will never die again. Then number four, he gives us some characteristics of the resurrected body. So let me share with you several characteristics that Paul mentions in 1 Corinthians 15 about the resurrected body and what it's going to be like. Number one, the resurrected body will never die. Verse 42 says that our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die, but they will be raised to live forever. So first of all, our resurrected bodies will never die. Number two, our resurrected bodies are not broken by sin anymore, but they're made pure and holy. Verse 43, our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they will be raised in glory, referring to what sin has done to us. It has broken our bodies, and these earthly bodies will be buried then we'll get a new body that's going to be glorified. It'll be a pure, clean body without any sin. Then number three, the third thing about a resurrected body is that it won't be racked by sickness and weakness, but it'll be made strong. Look at verse number 43. The Bible says, Our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they'll be raised in glory. They are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in in strength. So no longer, <coughs> excuse me, no longer will our bodies be racked by sickness and weakness, but they will be made whole and strong again. Then next, the resurrected body is going to be a spiritual body. In beginning in verse number 44, the Bible says, they are buried as natural human bodies, but they will be raised as spiritual bodies. For just as there are natural bodies, <coughs> there are also spiritual bodies. The scripture tells us the first man, Adam, became a living person, but the last Adam, that is Christ, is a life-giving spirit. What comes first is the natural body, the one we're living in. Then the spiritual body comes later, after the resurrection. Adam, the first man, was made from the dust of the earth, 
while Christ, the second man, came from heaven. Earthly people are like the earthly man, and heavenly people are like the heavenly man. Just as we are now like the earthly man, we will someday be like the heavenly man. What I'm saying, dear brothers and sisters, is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. So he's giving the synopsis of what a spiritual body is. So our resurrected bodies, they will never die. They won't be broken by sin anymore. They won't be racked with sickness and weakness anymore. They will be spiritual bodies. They'll be bodies that live forever. But also, the next thing, the resurrected bodies, they will be like Jesus' resurrected body. In verse 47, he says, Adam, the first man, was made from the dust of the earth, while Christ, the second man, came from heaven. Earthly people are like the earthly man, and heavenly people are like the heavenly man. Our heavenly bodies are going to be like the one who is the opposite of Adam, and that's Jesus. We're going to be like Jesus's heavenly resurrected body. Just as we are like the earthly man, Adam, now in body, we will someday be like the heavenly man who is Jesus. Now, this is taught in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2. Listen to what John says in 1 John 3, 2. Dear friends, we are already God's children, but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that when that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. We will be like him. So the Bible teaches that our resurrected bodies are going to be like the resurrected body of Jesus. Now that's interesting. Because in Luke chapter 24, the Bible gives us the account of a couple of incidents that took place after Jesus' resurrection. He appeared to many people after his resurrection before he ascended to heaven. So let me share with you five characteristics of the resurrected body of Jesus that I believe the Bible teaches will be characteristics of our resurrected body. Characteristic number one, Jesus in his resurrected body could move through space in a short period of time. Luke chapter 24, verse number 13. That same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. As they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things, now listen to this, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them, but God kept them from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? And then they began to have a conversation. In verse 31 of the same chapter, the Bible says, down through verse 37, Suddenly their eyes were open, the two men on the road to Emmaus, and they recognized him. They knew it was Jesus. And at that moment, he disappeared. That's Jesus. The moment these two men recognized who Jesus was, the Bible says that he disappeared. He was gone. So, one, Jesus in his resurrected body could move through space 
in a short period of time. I believe since our resurrected body will be like his, we will be able to do the same thing. Then the second thing, Jesus had a body. He wasn't just a spirit. He actually had a body. In Luke chapter 24, listen to verse 32. They said to each other, the two men on the road to Emmaus, didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? And within the hour, they were on their way back to Jerusalem. There they found the 11 disciples and the others who had gathered with them, who said, the Lord has really risen. He appeared to Peter. Then the two from Emmaus told their story of how Jesus had appeared to them as they were walking along the road and how they had recognized him as he was breaking the bread. And just as they were telling about it, Jesus himself was suddenly standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said, but the whole group was startled and frightened, thinking they were seeing a ghost. Why are you frightened? Jesus asked, why are your hearts filled with doubt? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. You can see that it's really me. Touch me and make sure that I'm not a ghost because ghosts don't have bodies as you see that I do. As he spoke, he showed them his hands and his feet. So Jesus' resurrected body was an actual body. He had hands. He had feet. You could see him. You could recognize him. So I believe our resurrected body not only will be able to move through space in a short period of time, but we will have an actual body of some form. Number three, an interesting thing about Jesus' resurrected body, he actually ate food. In verse 41 of Luke chapter 24, the Bible says, still they stood there in disbelief, filled with joy and wonder. Then he, that's Jesus, he asked them, do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish and he ate it as they watched. I don't know about you, but I, for one, am glad we're going to be able to eat. I'm not really sure why we eat. We have glorified bodies that don't need nourishment. I'm hoping we just eat for the sheer enjoyment of eating. And I would imagine with perfect bodies, we're never going to be overweight, underweight. We just eat. So our resurrected bodies can move through space in a short period of time. They are an actual body. We do eat food. Number four, Jesus also moved from heaven to earth or from earth to heaven in an instant. He went back and forth between earth and heaven. In Luke chapter 24 and verse number 50, the Bible says, Then Jesus led them to Bethany. And lifting his hands to heaven, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. So they worshiped him and then returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they spent all their time in the temple praising God. This same event is recorded for us in the book of Acts. And at the end of the book, uh, or at the beginning of the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 1, we see the disciples with Jesus. And Jesus is taken up from them into heaven. Acts chapter 1, beginning in verse number 9. After saying this, he, that's Jesus, was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. 
As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way that you saw him go. So Jesus, in his resurrected body, was able to move between earth and heaven in an instant. I believe we will be able to do the same thing in our resurrected body. What purpose we'll have for doing that, I don't know. I just believe that according to the Bible, if we're going to be like him, that our resurrected bodies will be able to do what he was able to do in his resurrected body. And then finally, he was able to move through locked doors. In John chapter 20, verses 19 and 20, the disciples are gathered together in a room where the door's locked. And the Bible says that suddenly Jesus appeared in the midst of them. He was able to appear even through locked doors. So the characteristics of Jesus' resurrected body give us some idea of what our resurrected body will be like. So that was their first question. What's the body going to be like? The second question was, how will they be raised? What will the resurrection be like? Well, let me give you three things about the resurrection as we finish up today. Number one, it's going to happen quickly. Back in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 51, Paul says this, but let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever, and we who are living will be transformed. For our, uh, and, and so let's stop right there. Two things. One, it's going to happen quickly. Jesus, uh, Paul said, when the trumpet sounds, it'll be in a moment, in the blink of an eye. So it's going to happen quickly. Number two, it's going to happen when God says it's going to happen because he's going to signal from heaven with the trumpet blast. <coughs> and when that trumpet sounds, that's when it takes place. And then number three, to me, this is maybe the most exciting part about the resurrection. It's going to happen as the final act of redemption, the redemption of our body. In verse number 53, Paul says, for our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Then, when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? For sin is the sting that results in death. And the law gives sin its power. But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 23, Paul writes this, And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us, as a foretaste of future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. <coughs> My friend, the very last act 
of the completion of our full redemption is when God not only has saved us from the penalty of sin and the power of sin, but he's also going to save us from the very presence of sin one day when we get a glorified body that won't be racked and broken by sin. It's not going to be sick and weak, and there will be no sin nature. We will have bodies that are completely holy and righteous, and that's when we will be completed as redeemed of the Lord. In conclusion, Paul began this whole discourse in 1 Corinthians 15 by saying in verse number 14, if there is no resurrection, then our preaching is useless and our faith is useless. But after showing that there is a resurrection, notice how he closes out 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58. So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Why? Because there is a resurrection coming. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. He began by saying, if there is no resurrection, then everything we do for Christ is useless. Our preaching, our service, our faith, it's all useless if there's no resurrection. But because there is a resurrection, because we will see Christ and we will have a resurrected body, nothing we do for God is useless. So Paul reminds us, be strong, don't be moved, stay faithful, continue to serve God no matter what's going on, because resurrection day is coming. Let's pray. Father, thank you for redemption. Thank you for delivery and victory over death and sin. Thank you for the hope of heaven and the resurrected body that we look forward to having one day. Thank you, Lord, for Jesus who gave his life and then was raised from the dead, conquering death and conquering sin so that we too could live. Thank you that we serve a living Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you have a wonderful Easter weekend. Thank you so much for being a part of Touch of the Master's Hand. Have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye, everybody.